I had a very brutally honest application that was like, these are my belief systems. This is how I feel even about 30 under 30. And, and I got it. And I think it's really important that people understand that when they think about what this accolade means. It's that if you don't have a why that's rooted in the emotional self, and then you don't have a why that's rooted in your life, it doesn't make a difference. You will get it and it won't change your life. Or you won't get it and it won't change your life. That's the truth. What's up, guys? Howdy, brothers. Welcome back to another episode of Whiskey and Water. We are here with your co-host, Jess. And your co-host, Liv. Back at it once again. Back back at it. In the flesh. Here we are, guys. I missed y'all. I really did. We missed you. I really did. uh, Guys, that episode was so hard to do (laughs) by myself. I hated it. You're a real one for uh for pulling through. I I can't believe I missed an episode. I know that is the first in two years. I know. Honestly, that just goes to show like I don't need how much. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> that just goes to show this is the whiskey show now. Um, no, but yeah, you're a real one for stepping up. I was not. Like, I could have faked it, but I didn't want to bring that to y'all. I didn't want to fake it. And you guys don't want me to fake it. No. And pretend everything's okay. Genuine energy only. When it's not. Um, But I am happy to be back. We have, wow, such, such a good fucking episode, you guys. (sighs) Again. Such a good episode. What an angel that has graced our podcast this week. Madison, you Tyndall. Good job. Yeah, good job. She is a female founder, storyteller, founder of a creative... Creative firm. I actually meant to ask her the difference between a firm and an agency, but that's something I can Google later. But they do design, branding, and marketing. It is black founded. It is all women, diverse team. We got so much really good insight from her about what it is to build a diverse team, how people can do that more and be more inclusive with their teams. And we talk a little bit about her Forbes 30 under 30, which was really Really hot take on that. Hot take on that and her really honest opinion Mm -hmm. about it. And I just love that she's so transparent and honest and such a great conversation. And (laughs) we know her brother, Corey. We have been friends with him for years. And it's so nice to be like already have that mutual connection and bond. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see her in person and hang out and be friends in real life. Yeah, she was honestly great. And this is such a good episode. Such a good episode. So good. Like chills multiple times. You guys are going Mm -hmm. to absolutely love it. But before we get into that, of course, we have our segments for you guys. We have our high and low and our deep dive. So let's go ahead and dive into those. Are we starting with high and low or deep dive? What do you start with? Low, low and high. Okay, you do your low first. Okay, guys, my low is obvious. Here we are again. Do you guys feel like this is deja vu? Because I do. I am dealt with more loss and yeah, it was a really not fun time. Uh, I don't know why things are the way they are or why things happen the way they do, but I'm coming to kind of acceptance, I guess, in this process. It's just a really bizarre thing to be grieving with someone and then to be grieving that person a week later. It's like, it's it's hard for your brain to even process what's happening mm-hmm. and how that's like reality. Yeah. I mean, you don't wish that on your worst enemy. No, no, I truly don't. I mean, it um, was really like life said, 
fuck you fuck guys you. Yeah. like I, I it was yeah it was honestly really fucking horrible I, I, I was, was I was with a friend when you actually called me I remember, yeah I know and you're with the guy your yeah, guy friend yeah and um we were watching movie pause the movie you you called me and obviously I got off the phone and I was you know super upset super shaken up and I explained to them you know the situation and they were like what the fuck <laughs> they were like oh, that's unheard of like yeah. what kind of cruel joke is this you yeah know? Yeah, like truly just cruel. Yeah. I was at, so I told you guys that my friend Melanie had passed away, who was the girlfriend of my other friend Justice who passed away in October or August. And then, yeah. And then a week later, like at her, because her funeral was Saturday and then her the next day was her butterfly release, which is like a celebration of life on Sunday. And we found out Sunday morning that our close friends like within that circle who I was with that week morning Melanie's loss like just us and her she had passed and so I was at Mel's butterfly release literally sobbing over Julia and I'm just like this is so fucked up really really deep stuff and I obviously like don't want to you know bore you guys with the grief don't say that you're not boring anyone but definitely like the hardest probably thing I've ever like gone through thus far in my life I am really thankful I'm on the other side of it like I know I'm not past the hard dark days like even like yesterday I was like on set and crying on set and Mm -hmm. our friend Fro was so sweet and he was like dude you come before all of this and you literally don't have to shoot today and I'm like Mm no I this is good for me like Mm -hmm. it's really good because I'm either I'm the way I'm like the phase I'm in now is either I'm distracted or I'm sad Mm -hmm which yeah. is like kind of fucked up but I'm happy that I can at least feel like myself because last week I like answering text was literally like a heavy like just dreadful task like it was hard to even answer a text and I've never been there before yeah. like it's scary it was crazy mm-hmm. it was crazy and that's so you know like not like me but how else are you supposed to act, you know? So I'm, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for Jess, who I know you keep saying stop thanking you, but I can't help but feel so appreciative that I was able to have the space um, uh, to take off because I feel like that's something that I want to talk about more, actually, like grief and working because so many people have to work through, through their grief. And I feel like that's not talked about a lot. Like it's such a privileged place for me to have been like, I'm taking the week off. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine going through what I was going through while having to work. Like, I literally, I can't imagine it. Like, it it would have fucked me up so mm-hmm. hard, like, mentally to not have that time to properly, like, grieve and start to heal. So that's why I'm, I've just been, like, so, you know, thankful and showing my gratitude because, like, I needed that so bad. Of course, brother. Again, <laughs> I will not be accepting any thanks for, just, like, stop for doing this me. because it's... You know, what are we here for if, if not for this? Yeah, yeah. It was really a hard, hard week. But I also went to Austin this weekend with my girlfriends, my seven best friends from childhood. And that's like exactly what I needed to also mm-hmm. like re refresh and get like, you know, just some good, like genuine laughter in me. Be surrounded by childhood friends who just have loved me for so long. And I was telling them, I'm like, I if it weren't if this trip weren't with you guys, there's no shot I would be here. There's no shot I would be able to pretend I was for okay. Sure zone out and like be not okay for a few minutes on the side like I would never have done that trip I mean with you obviously but like if it were Mm -hmm. a work trip or like anything else I would have canceled so that was really good and that so yeah that was your mind off of it yeah had fun I danced a lot laughed a lot 
So yeah, that was my low. Austin was a high. Another high is I got a work phone. I pulled the trigger. I'm excited to see how that changes my workflow and my things. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking. I'm excited about, for you too. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you know if yeah. I'm if I need to put you on. Even Tammy was like, "Let me know how it is." I'm like, "I will," because it's nice because I can like bring my phone into my room now, my personal phone, and it can just be like for my alarm or for the clock, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I don't have to be like totally MIA, but know that I'm like able yeah. to not be contacted for work stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm excited for that too, because I feel like I'm hoping it goes well because I would love that separation. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's healthy. It's just healthy habits, mm-hmm. you know, more than like it's boundaries, but also just instilling healthy habits. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a whirlwind. What is your low and your high brother? Um, so we, we typically start off with the low. Um, I honestly have had a really good week. Yay. Um, just like, you know, just very, you know, just grateful for, you know, my work, grateful that, you know, I'm making money and just doing things that I love. Um, I would say that my, okay. So, so again, I don't really have a low, but I do love reality TV. <laughs> and I, <laughs> this is what I think it is. I hate you. No, it's, no, it's not. It's, it's not because The Bachelor wasn't on this morning. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Uh, if I had thought of that. Because that was a low for me. I was like sitting down, getting ready. I'm oh, like, no. there's not an episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is really the tip of the iceberg for That's me. That's so funny. You're like, this is my 13th reason. Yeah, this is why. <laughs> no, so uh, no, it, it might be comparable to that. Okay, oh, go ahead. Too hot to handle. I love the show, right? Uh-huh. We've actually had Chloe from Too Hot to Handle yes. on the show. Yes. I love the show. The past two seasons were really good. I love reality TV. It's my fucking, it's my red flag. I, I not more wear than it she, with pride. Not more than she loves it. Vampire Diaries for the 10th time. <laughs> it's my safe space. Continue. Um, and this fucking cast just sucks. <laughs> like, they are... I, I mean, it's, it's kind of mean. I hope none of them hear this. Not that they would ever, but they're just not attractive. Oh. I'm like, where did you find these? Oh, no. These people. Yikes. These, like, these guys. She's, it's, okay, it's mainly the men. She's a the show me- critic. The men, I'm like, that guy looks Do like better. my my fucking night terror demon that crawls out from under my bed. Yikes. Like, what she's, are we? Oh, you know what? She's savage. Today. I actually do have a low. Oh, is your nightmares? It's my nightmares. I yeah. couldn't think of it. Because, whatever. Yeah, no, my nightmares were really fucked up the other night. Uh, you really dreamt that you had another dog or something? That was, yeah. But I had a dream after that that was really fucked up that I'll tell you off the pod. Oh, God. It was fucked. If I your discretion advised? Yeah. Don't, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Anyways. that was my low. <laughs> Not going to bore you with our nightmares and grieving. My my low was that the fucking cast of Too Hot to Handle is was, not was, hot was at all. Very not hot. And I could very much handle Too it. Too unattractive by standard beauty <laughs> standards to handle. Not, yeah, whatever. Uh, whatever. So, yeah, not, and you're, just not good. Okay. And you're high. My high. Um, Yesterday, I went to this aloe event mm-hmm. with uh, Tamir. Which was really like this. Yeah, I'm actually wearing the bra and the, the fucking not a, zip up. Not a sponsored ad. Yeah. You know what? Aloe is just really a really nice brand. And like, I don't know. I'm just like, I've always loved their stuff. So I, I really like to get the opportunity to go to events that are they're hosting. And so me and Tamir went and it was like this wellness event where we had like a sound bath and did some yoga and had cool. a brunch. And like, just I was just like, wow. This is so nice. Like, this is my life. This is your and, life. And, like, I just get to do this. Yeah. The sound bath was incredible. Oh, and I love sound baths. Oh, my 
God, they're they so are healing. So good. Yeah, they're so healing. And like it's it, and I feel like we as influencers get to experience sound baths more than the normal person <laughs> because yeah. it's like it's always like if you go to a wellness event, it's always like a sound, sound bath, bath yeah. and whatever and Reiki healing. Mm-hmm. But like I was thinking about it and I was like, I bet my mom has never experienced a sound oh, bath. Yeah. You know Maybe what I mean? Not, yeah. And so I was like. This is just so nice. You know, we could like buy, they sell, you can buy those, those bowls mm-hmm. like on Amazon or something. Are you going to do it for me? <laughs> like, I'm going to lay down. You're going to yeah. do the bowl for me. Well, you can do it for yourself too. Like yeah, I'll, I'll come across, you know. I always come across these TikTok lives where people are doing sound baths oh. and they're just like, I'm, I'm immediate, immediate sit there with them. Yeah. It's great. Um, And during the event, they like had just like a bunch of bins, like they just had aloe stuff. So I was able to grab myself and Olivia. I got I got, I got Olivia like four pieces. Let's fucking go. I just shoved every and socks. And I could like they were letting me. Fucking they, love but, socks. Um and and other stuff. She didn't just get socks. But, well, and uh, socks. And socks. The and socks, socks are the most important part. But there was other things as well. <laughs> um. So I don't know. I was just really stoked for that. Like I left and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is so cool. Bless up. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. Just, was just really happy that that's like, you know, something that we my get life. to do. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. You want to go into your deep dive, brother? Yes. The deep dive for this week is with a brand called Any Dye, I think is how you pronounce it. N-E-D, maybe. Basically, they are sunglass holders and protectors for your bag, which is a cool concept. Oh, nice. So it's like, you know, you know, the standard sunglass holder, but these are shaped like sunglasses so that you like it like it's cute. It's cute. You guys will see my post, but how I got it is through my manager, Michael. The delivery. Michael has been coming through lately. He really has. We've talked. We've talked shit. He'll like go. He'll go. Go ghost for like a few months. He'll ghost us for like yeah months at a time, and then he'll just come back with like these like fire ass deals. Yeah. So shout out to him. Yes. Shout out to him. He was really sweet too. He was like, "Do you need anything?" I'm like, "No." It makes me so emotional when people are like, "They're so nice." When people love you. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> You're loved. Like, I was, like, not crying. I, like, got myself to stop crying yesterday at the shoot. And then Fro come in. He, like, gave me this whole thing. <sighs> and I, like, started crying again. I'm like, you're making me emotional. Stop it. I love him with he's all like, my heart. He's like, you can leave right now. I'm like, he's literally the director of the shoot and, like, photographer of the whole shoot. I'm like, tell he's telling me I could leave. And I'm he's like, like <laughs> he's like, if you're not, like, well enough to do this shoot, like, yeah. you don't have to be here. Yeah. He's not just telling you. He leave. was like, no, no. He was like, you come before all of this and i'm like for anyways um so the brand is any die or any d the rate oh no the deliverables are one reel and three frame story and the rate is 750 i'm happy with it although we do want to let you guys know that we have both decided to raise our rates after seeing many things on tiktok about transparency we're realizing that we might be charging a little too low which is crazy love that for us crazy because i really do already feel like we are you know we make way too much money for what we're for doing. For what we do. Like, yeah. I do feel like we are often overpaid. So, like, to raise our rates even more, I'm, I'm like, like, fuck it. Okay. If you, <laughs> if say, you guys say so, so yeah, exactly. whatever. So, yeah, we are raising our rates. But this is a really great rate for what I'm doing. And I'm excited to create the content. Love that for you, brother. Yes. I actually am really interested to see the product because... Mm-hmm. 
I'll be, bring it. I'll bring it once. I'll be throwing my fucking sunglasses in the bag. They're super cute. And like my sunglasses, like I have like two nice pairs. Like one's Tom Ford, one's Dolce & Gabbana. And I'm like. You just toss them in there. I really do. Yeah. I don't get nice glasses because of how I treat my glasses. I got them. Re- I didn't buy them. They were I got free. Them yeah, yeah. I got a collab. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean I should treat them any less. But I you know don't I mean. wear my YSLs that I got for free because I'm scared that I just drop them in the road. You never wear those. No, That's I so don't. True. Because they're nice and I don't want to fuck them up. See, at this point, you know what? I actually saw like a video or it was like a TikTok and it was like, stop like not wearing your nice perfume. Stop not wearing your nice- Stop saving it pretty much. Stop saving it. Yeah. Live in the fucking now. And I was like, I feel that. I do be saving shit. Like I don't want to wear it because it's like a nice occasion. Every day is a nice occasion. We get to live every day. Truly or not. Or not live every day. That, That was dark. I'm just saying. I was trying to be optimistic. And here. I'm just saying, I have such a really profound look on life and death now. And we'll save that for another day. But I'm truly like, yeah, no, it is what it is. I could die tomorrow. My life would be complete. And it just is it would be what complete. it is. It would be complete. And I love that you. Like, it's that, not. That was your takeaway. I don't see that. it as morbid anymore. Like, I just see it as. It's, Com- completion. Well, co- completion. And it's just like, it's just a part of life. It just, <laughs> yeah. it just is. And like, mm-hmm. I always kind of understood that. But now like, I really like to my bones understand that every day could be your last and every moment could be your last. And and, it, and honestly, if I can take anything away, it's that. And I know that my friends who have passed would want that to, to be, be the lesson. Yeah. Would want that to be like, yes, live every moment. Be thankful mm-hmm. for every moment. Be thankful for no matter no matter how insignificant, small. And like, I'm like, did I need this lesson to learn this? No, I kind of already knew it. You know, like I always preached it. But now I I can't explain it. I truly feel it in my bones and every atom of my body. Mm -hmm. (sighs) With that, let's get into the episode. I haven't done my deep dive. I'm so sorry. <laughs> With that, let's get into Justice Deep Dive. Okay. I just uh, dove deep in something else. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay, um, let's go. So I'm going to be telling you guys about uh, <laughs> something that I might not even get to do uh, because I, you know, life is short. But anyways, so this is actually a gifting. <laughs> um, this is a PR gifting. Um, so I wanted to kind of highlight that instead of like a normal collab mm-hmm. um, because it's, you know, just a different part of being an influencer. Yeah. And so there's this PR company that um, I've been like in touch with and like working with for a few years. And they always like hit me up like a couple of times a year. And um, they send me like all of their brands and every single lookbook from the brand. And they're basically just like, choose whatever, whatever you, want. you want. Oh, my God. And. I love I just I love my job. I love free shit. <laughs> I've always loved free shit. Yeah. Like that's that's the biggest perk know of the job. Anyone for me. who doesn't love free shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking like, you know, like the string gym bag from the fucking <laughs> corporate <laughs> the, events. The, the pens and the sunglasses. Yeah, no, not that's not what we're talking. But I do be loving I don't like that. I do be loving free shit. Um so quality shit. So and it was really dope. Like I I I I always love their giftings because it's always brands that I actually like because I won't select shit just to like get shit. Like mm-hmm. I obviously I'm selecting things that I think you, know, you can wanna, use. Yeah, will use, create content in, blah, blah, blah. So even though there's no deliverables associated with that, I tend to give them uh, posts and like stories just because, you know, I appreciate the love from them. And, and I want to show because it back. they're giving it to you with no strings attached. Exactly. They're, They're not, not asking, asking for, for anything. anything. And it makes you want to give them something. Yeah. And if you, like, 
if they were like, yeah, we need a post in every single thing, I'd be like, yeah. y'all are out of your goddamn mind. Will yeah. I do it anyways if you don't ask? Yes. Yeah. But you can't ask for it. you can't it. ask. That's uh, the rule. Yeah. You can't ask. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just really excited about that. And, and, and honestly, I also love pieces that kind of, that like I'm picking out and that I love because I, I receive it and they honestly inspire me. Like I did like this really cute shoot with like um one of the sets they gave me and like these cowboy boots and like mm, yeah, I saw. you saw that. Mm-hmm. And I honestly I loved those so photos. Cute. They were really simple, but yeah. like it just inspired me to create and it's just nice to feel inspired by the work that we do like every single day. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Honestly, I can definitely relate to that a lot. Mm-hmm. And also like we're we need content anyway. So if we receive free things that we like, we're gonna end up shooting in it. Yeah. You know? um yeah that's the beauty of it but I I feel you on that like feeling inspired like it does feel so good to be inspired again um and just to like shoot with like no no creative brief attached or like to like just really like do be be the own maker of your own content like like I had like have a vision and execute the vision exactly like I put my personal preset that I've made on those images like the one that I wish I could put on every image but it doesn't like fit the vibe like I put that on there. I put on my fucking cowboy boots. I, you know, yeah, I made it how I wanted to. And that was just really refreshing. Yeah. Love that. Um, all right. We won't hold you guys any longer. I do want to just say a quick thank you to our audience and our listeners who continue to show up and support us every week. I know you guys are out there. Some of you came out of the woodworks to say hi to me last week. And it really, truly meant a lot. And, you know, we always say it, but like, this is so one-sided and we show up every week and we have these like amazing conversations but it's so rare that we hear from all all of you guys on the other side listening but there's so many of you and it's really nice to know like you know the girl who reached out was like I look forward to the show every day and like you guys bring me so much joy and just knowing that makes all of this worth it so we love you guys so much we encourage you to reach out when you feel inspired to do so and enjoy this really really amazing conversation and we'll see you on the other side bye guys bye all right, guys, we have Madison on, the superstar, the female founder, the storyteller. I am so excited <laughs> to finally sit down with yes. you and dive into, the, yes, dive into this conversation. But for those in our audience who don't know you already and don't know anything about you, go ahead and give them just a little brief introduction into who you are and what you do. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I identify as a storyteller first. Um, but technically, I'm the CEO and founder of a creative agency called Utendal Creative, which is my namesake. Uh, we are an all-female, diverse design and branding firm who really believe that stories are data for the soul. That's our MO. You also say that we're nice New Yorkers. That's one of our taglines. That Oh, that's so cute. Gets us a lot of business, actually. People are like, oh, shit, okay, we want to work with you. <laughs> so but I so think, cute. I love that. Yeah, it's super sweet. Um, can you expand a little bit on like what being a storyteller like really means to you? Yeah, for sure. Great question. Um, well, I mean, I started my career and went to college for film. So for me, like my medium has changed over the course of my career, but like the core foundation of what I want to do, what I do, how I spend my time is still rooted in storytelling. So it started in the film industry as a filmmaker, as someone who wanted to be a documentarian and then moved over to the experiential landscape. So how do you tell stories through spaces, which is really where I found that there was an amazing niche for me with social marketing and social storytelling. And then that's, and then eventually it became about design, but at its origin, its key foundational root is this deep intrinsic purpose and passion of telling a story and connecting with people in a very emotional and deep way. Gotcha. And what, 
kind of stories have you found are the ones that kind of resonate with you most? Yeah. Um, I would say it's, they're ones that are just rooted in depth and substance and like true human, I mean, I don't want to say struggle, but like really reading, reaching and reaching people at their core. Like what is the core essence of what a human being enjoys and why, like who are they? Why is this experience enjoyable to them? Why is this social post resonating with them? Why are they entering this space um, from a deep emotional level? Okay. Yeah. I love that. And so tell us a little bit about kind of what in your like life and kind of career you know, brought you on this path, you know, you can, you know, you can go as far back or, you know, yeah. as, as you'd like. Yeah. You know, it actually, I, I've, it's funny. Cause I, I, I did a keynote presentation on uh, years ago on at a, a company I was working for, but there's a whole section where I actually just sit down and think about like the same question you just asked me, like, why did I even get into this business? Um, why did I, why do I identify as a storyteller? And it goes actually back to my childhood in New York city. And I have a very clear memory of having a really bad day and my dad saying to me that like to just reminding me of the importance of having gratitude and self-awareness within asking me to look around I think we were just like on the sidewalk that like in New York City everyone's got a story and if you think your story is the worst story that person right there probably has a story that's 10 times worse it's New York it's a tough place to live it's a tough city like you got to be resilient to live here and be here and I never thought about it that way. I never thought about that. Oh, wow. Like you're right. I'm surrounded by thousands of people, literally, even in my own apartment building, there are thousands of people this way and that way and wherever. And we all have our own story and some are amazing and beautiful and some are really sad, but that mm-hmm. is what it means to be human. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just struck me that like, wow, there's, there's so many stories out there that I can seek to learn and understand that I can grow from that. I can you know, learn from, and it's just, it's changed my life. And I don't think he had any intention. I mean, he was teaching me about gratitude in that moment. It was like a very clear dad parental experience. Right? <laughs> yeah. of like, he didn't realize teaches- how profound it would no, be for no. you. It was more like dad teaches child about how to be grateful for the amazing life. <laughs> yeah. they had. Like, check, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, it was like conversation with our parents. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like synonymous to like when you like don't want to finish your your dinner and your parents are yeah, like there's exactly. kids there's kids in Africa yeah, who yeah, are starving. Yeah, exactly. Totally. They're like totally. eat your broccoli. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Th- that's exactly. incredible. And so you mentioned like New York City. Are are you from New York City? Like where 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 were you raised? Yeah, I'm, I'm born and raised in New York. I'm a true wow. New Yorker, and we're generations of New Yorkers. My dad grew up in the city. My grandmother's from the city. Like, we are truly that. Um, so I, as much as I struggle in New York city winters, like despite I've been doing 30 years of them, they're still rough. Yeah. yeah. You think you'd get used to it by now. Well, that's why you're a nice New Yorker because yeah. you guys are, you are generations of yeah. New Yorkers. And I, and I feel like that's so rare. You're like, days. we were it born, is. it's in your blood at this point. Like yeah, you, were, you were made for this life. Yeah. 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 And, and New York has its, you know, pros and cons, but you know, I think that what that instills in me and where maybe my confidence comes from, or the, one of the reasons is that like, I know what New York can provide people. Mm. The city changes a lot, but it's still New York. Yeah. And mm. there's like a deep understanding of that because I have generations of people who've like lived through New York in my blood. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when people are like, New York is dead. I'm like, do you know how many times they've said that throughout yeah, like right. my grandmother's life, my dad's life? Like I, I never have that anxiety about New York mm-hmm. that a lot of people yeah. have. 
And it's so true that that is a city. I was born in New York, but I was raised in Florida, but a lot of my family still lives up there. And it's so true that everyone, I mean, it's just like the city itself is so inspiring. And like, I have Mm -hmm. never felt more inspired than when I spend time in the city because you're right. Everyone on the street has these, these stories and like they, they do have this grit that you can't find in other places. And it's it's like, you can go out on your day, like just your normal every day. And you have no idea what's going to happen. No idea. That's only like a New York thing, you know, like so many things can happen. You can watch so many, you can meet so many people. Like, it's just, it's crazy. So I love that. And I also love that you find so much inspiration from others. I feel like we can get so caught up in ourselves and our own lives yeah. and be self-absorbed and maybe like lose, we find ourselves losing inspiration because we yeah. are looking so just at ourselves and at our lives. Mm-hmm. So I really, really love that you find so much inspiration just from other people's lives, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel Thank like you. we can learn yeah, so I, much from that. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, like we are not, the idea of living in this world alone is it's such a death sentence in my opinion. Like, you know, like this idea of, of, and we have access even just now digitally to so many people. And yet we feel so alone societally, right? Like we feel like we can't learn from anybody that woe is me. And and don't get me wrong. Some people have real struggles, like, and myself included, right? I'm not perfect. But I do believe that like, there's so much value in engaging, even with a total stranger. You can Mm -hmm. learn so much about yourself in just having perspectives. And that's mm-hmm. what my dad was really trying to teach me in that moment of like, you can have a bad day, but just remember that there are so many people out there whose days are much worse than yours. Mm-hmm. So that even in your darkest time, there's still so much to be grateful for, which is the, a different way than like, eat your broccoli because kids are dying, right? Like that doesn't actually teach you anything. You're like, yeah, okay, I'm aware of that. But like, what is that mean to me right now right. how can I relate right? to that? how can I relate to that in this moment but if you just step outside in New York or in any city like I, I always say to people just step outside just yeah. get, remove yourself from where you're sitting alone and just realize that this world is really big there's a lot of people there's mm-hmm. a lot to learn mm-hmm. something that's like resonated with me a lot recently kind of while I'm you know navigating hardships or you know anything or anxiety or whatever is that I realized that nothing that I'm experiencing is truly unique. Mm-hmm. Like there's so mm-hmm. many, there's so many people that have experienced so yeah. like the fucking mm-hmm. heartbreak or, yeah. you know, yeah. stress at work or just like anxiety about life. And something that I've, I've honestly found a lot of comfort in is that it is not, I, I'm not that fucking special. This is a, this is yeah, not a unique experience. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and I, and I love that. And I feel like it, you know, it really gets you out of your own head and, you know, mm-hmm. connecting with others. Yeah. You know, I, I went through a breakup like a year and a half ago that like rocked my world, like rocked my world type breakup. And, uh, I remember like in my, like searching for tools and help and conversation, there was this podcast I listened to by Brendan Burchard. And he talks about how like heartbreak is actually a universal experience. And like, we don't think of it that way, but like talk about something that most 99% of people can relate to. It's a broken heart. Yeah. I remember being like, wow yeah like, you're like holy so, shit <laughs> yeah holy shit because it feels so isolated because you're just so like isolating. you and that person are suffering right. individually right like that is true like there's no one else who's suffering in your breakup besides you two but the emotional experience of heartbreak is a universal experience like yeah everyone knows what that feels like even if it's just you and your crush and your crush chose the other girl like oh 
that's heartbreak yeah. too. You know yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, yeah. and there's so many there's so much nuance to each relationship, and it's like, yeah. well, no, there was you know like we were special me and his family it was like me and his family got along so well and that's why this hurts even worse and it's like get in fucking line you know (laughs) yeah and you I cannot agree more and something else that has made me almost hyper aware of how no situation no matter how unique it may feel it may be it's not is like TikTok and social media like I will come across TikToks I'm not sure if you're on the platform yeah I'll come across TikToks where I'm like Oh my yes, God. You're like, oh, How? I've never had an original thought in my life. Mm-hmm. And then you Absolutely. see all the comments and they're all saying the same thing. Yes. So I'm like, what? And it's the most like, yeah. you know, nuanced, yeah, small, yeah, totally. craziest yeah. thing. Yeah. But it, it makes you realize that we truly are not. We're like, we're all going yeah. through these same types of things. Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's funny you say that because I just watched a TikTok recently and it was like, a guy who like real like has driving his car and like realizes he's like arrived at his destination and you're like and I don't know if you guys have had that experience there's yes. times where I'm just like you arrive somewhere and you're like I don't remember driving like, like how like, did I get here <laughs> blacked out like you're so in your own world and it's terrifying right yeah. like when you real and you realize that you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god but I was crying of laughter because like you're clearly there's something that's happening right where you're able to like still turn your autopilot on. you're you're in autopilot mode mm-hmm. but I was on the floor on the floor it was so good I love TikTok I don't I, post oh on mine but I'm like always on it just looking. yeah no TikTok I love it and it could be something <laughs> as simple as like you know like I'll see girls posting about like you know shaving a certain way or for a certain time of the day and like yeah, yeah, people yeah. will be like I have never vocalized this in my life yeah. and yet yeah. here is it an entire community of people talking yeah. about it? Yeah, it's yeah. wild. So it's, yeah. it's super interesting. Go ahead. Something else that you mentioned about you always recommend people just getting out of their of their space, you know, like going outside, getting that perspective. Something else that I feel super helpful is, and I'm sure you can relate because it's New York City and there's so many sky uh, skyscrapers, is like mm-hmm. going higher up and seeing perspective. Mm. Like yeah, liter- so literal, perspective. literal perspective. Because then you're like, yeah. wow, mm-hmm. there's a thousand people living in that building. There's a thousand people yeah. living in that building, all having so their true. own unique lives, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, and I love that. That's feel, a great one. It makes you That's feel a great one. small in a way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, I've never thought to do that, but that's, you should, that's really smart. Yeah, it's true. Like get to the highest building you can get to and just look outside. And it's literal perspective. Guys, just start scaling building. I am curious as to where you gain a lot of your personal inspiration from. Other than people. (laughs) Well, even people, like, you know, are you, are you like going out and is it just like random conversations? Are you putting yourself in in situations to, you know, you know, spark spark that? I'm a big, I'm a big reader. Like okay, big, love. big, big, big reader. Mm-hmm. Um, not just of books, but like constantly and not, I wouldn't say I like read the news, but there's like certain publications I devour. Like I devour the Atlantic and the New Yorker, New York Magazine, uh, like just the religious consumption of their content. And um, just like literature in general. Yeah, and literature. But like, you know, with the Atlantic, I'm just always learning. I mean, their perspective on global events and just the original pieces they come up with are fascinating. And same with the New Yorker. Like I've learned so much from them. And are you reading Um, this on your phone or a physical copy? You know, I'm like, I print shit out. Okay. Like I'm 30. I'm 30 going on 95. Like I I, I think I love 
I think because I stare at a screen all day for work. Actually, one of my like big things is in between meetings, doing things off my phone is mm. really important to me. So like, I actually am like constantly doing chores around the house and I have 30 minute breaks, like things that are like a hundred percent prevent me from being digitally. It's like laundry dishes, like yes. just get my eyes off of the screen. And then when I'm reading, that's also why I print a lot of the articles out is because I just like, I can't look at a screen any longer. You know what I mean? Like yes. by the end of the day, I'm like, just give me like analogs. So I can at least like my brain can settle a little. Have a break. I love that so much. Yeah. And even about the chores thing, I relate to that so much because I'm like, I'm like, I'm not wanting to do the dishes, but then I'm like, it's probably good for me to like, feel water and feel senses senses. and and yeah and like have my senses well you know like spark other than just scrolling on my phone like it's 100 dangerous you know it's actually it's 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 called um it's called flow and like as human beings the most like one of the most important um things for our brain is to put ourselves in states of flow so like driving Mm. yes doing the laundry i love that you said that because that's like my, my next point is that it's these things can be forms of meditation if we allow them to be. And like, that's Mm -hmm. why a lot of people, like you'll see them pick up a certain um, activity. Like it could be like rock climbing. It could be working out, lifting, Pilates, yoga, knitting. It's because these are forms of meditation for these people. And that's why they're Mm -hmm. finding release in it. It's because it's, you know, they're just in a flow state and that can total flow state. Yeah. And it it can be something as little or as insignificant as doing the dishes or taking Mm -hmm. your dog on a walk. As long as you Mm -hmm. are really giving yourself that space to Mm -hmm. really only hone in on that thing for however amount of time. Use our hands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like our other, our other senses were, we set these computers, we sit on our phones. We're, we're not using our hands to like do things and make things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. I'm a big believer in flow state. I think it's really important. I think we should teach it. Yes. Excuse me. Um, we don't teach it. I found out later in life and the wrong way. But like <laughs> if we taught people or taught kids because kids have their phones and digital products attached to them at all times. If you taught your child at a really young age that like putting your phone away and, and vacuuming is a state of flow and meditation, like how would they think of chores? Right. You know wow, what I mean? Like, it, there's, I, I mean, my parents did not do that to me. It was always like a task. <laughs> oh yeah. I have but a pile of laundry of, on my bed. Yeah, <laughs> totally. When I think of like, how do we take this awareness that we now have in this hyper like dopamine addicted generation that we're all a part of and like turn it into positive things. I mean, to me, it's a reframing of like what is used to be considered like a nuisance, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh yeah. fuck. Like I love doing the laundry now. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, don't bring my that. phone on me when I walk my dog intentionally. So when people yeah. try to reach me, I'm like, I was walking my dog, didn't bring my phone, like, mm-hmm. sorry. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. something that was like annoying, I'm now, it's like, oh, can't yes. wait. Yes. Can't wait. Can't yes. wait to do the fucking dishes tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's so funny. You know, you're, you know, you're getting older when you like start getting yeah. each other vacuums for your birthday totally. and shit. Like we're getting totally. each other Roombas yeah. and we're like, yes. Yeah. Um, I love what you said about reframing because I feel like as we like grow older and wiser, we're really just learning and unfucking learning because there is so much that we were, you know, kind of taught ass backwards and and conditioned to. And I feel like reframing is a great way of like putting it for, for everything, for hobbies, for like work, for work-life balance. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much that we were taught by people who were not 
aligned and therefore mm-hmm. we're having to unlearn all of these things, you know, 100%. anxious attachment styles yeah. or wh- whatever it could be. Absolutely. And also we, unfortunately, like bef- any generation before, let's before millennials, I mean, I'm going to get hate for this because not, they're not going to agree with me, but I'm a believer that like millennials onwards do a different type of deep work. Mm-hmm at younger ages. Not to say that baby boomers and Gen Y and Gen X aren't, haven't done the work, but I think the age to which that work began was older. I agree. I think mm-hmm. that now millennials and Gen Z, we started younger on that like deep introspection of like, who am I? Yeah. I know I, for a fact, my parents 100%. did not start doing that work until their fifties. You know parent, my I mean? parents like, still haven't done that work. I, I, co- my I co-sign do it at all, <laughs> but my dad does the work. I know he does the work, but like, he started at an older age. Yeah. And so like the, the idea of reframing is awesome for us because we get the opportunity to try and test it out. Like mm. that's like, you know, I, even for myself, I'm like, whoa, if I'm getting something now at 30 that I didn't know five, 10 years ago, great. I might also come to realize it doesn't work for me. And guess what? I might only be 35. That means I have so much more life to live to try out more things. Right. You yes. know, like reframing it in that way of like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing. When people say people don't change, I actually think that's total bullshit. I think we evolve, right? Like we, if we choose to evolve, I think anyone and everyone is capable of evolution. I think we choose not to evolve. I don't mm-hmm. believe anyone is the way that they are. Sure, we have like innate personality traits, but there's levels to them. Yes. Like some people, it's like, if you're more likely to have an, you know, be quick to get angry. You can work on that. Mm-hmm. You can work on that. Heard. You can learn how to be less angry and happier. Like, right? I feel attacked. Like, no, this is this is quite literally my evolution. Yeah. <laughs> She's the whiskey. I'm the water. Yes. And and I and I love that because it is so true. Like everyone is capable of evolution. And you know, there's a deeper conversation to be had for that, even if we're talking about like prison reform and shit, because I could, I could, I could really get into that. But I I love that you said that because it is so true. And I feel like there's also something to be said about the way that we view age in, in relation to evolution and just kind of like life in general. And I've seen a lot of TikToks recently actually about this, where it's like Gen Z and like even millennials, like we have started to like count our like have ourselves out for the count so early like yeah so early like Mm -hmm. everyone thinks like oh high school the best fucking years of your life college the best years of your life what crack are we smoking here no don't let those be the last the best years of your life so if you're fortunate enough you have so much more life to live exactly like who fucking said and like i love that this there's this narrative that's changing that like the thirties are like, obviously, you know, it's going to, I feel like it's going to get like older and older, but you know, right now we're, you know, kind of giving a spotlight to the thirties because it's like your new twenties. Like you have money and you have established friends. Broke. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like that sounds fucking great. You're more, you're wiser. You have your shit together a little bit more. You can actually enjoy the things that you're, you know, struggling to, I feel like twenties is very like Uh chaotic fleeting, you know, like the joy, the happiness, the fun is just fleeting. Like you're always looking for that next thing and 30s is like you're kind of like settling into yeah and you 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 want to go through the darkness in your 20s like I spent a lot of my 20s like in sorrow in total sorrow and depression and like really not sure what I wanted or who I wanted partying wasted 
I don't even want to say partying too much because ultimately I'm like really glad I partied that hard. Yes. Ultimately it made me who I am now, right? I yes. let go. I learned that I don't need to party like that. I learned yeah. that like, let it fucking go, like mature, become a damn adult. And so now I don't <laughs> Me feel getting ready to go out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't feel any urge right mm-hmm. now versus mm-hmm. I have friends who like spent their whole twenties, like grinding, 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 didn't have fun. And now are in their mid thirties, like forties, letting it loose. And you're kind of like, like, it's not a good look. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, when you're in your twenties, like just experiment, try and like get it, get enjoy, enjoy the weird. Yeah. But it's, you know, I feel really feel for Gen Z right now, because especially if you're like a freshman or sophomore in college in this day and age, like they cannot do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They can't live and let loose in the same way that we were able to when we were 18 because of COVID. Like I yeah. actually like really feel for them. Like it's a different, it's just not the same right now. Yeah. Um, it's it, not the it, same. it's uh, definitely a unique time to be a youngin. I mean, my little sister yeah. is 18 and she's in her freshman year of college and she like couldn't find shit to do for New Year's. And so I let her like have her friend over at my place and they like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say what they did here because it's uh, <laughs> for, for legal purposes. But, you know, at least they were like able to have fun here. But I do feel yeah. for her because yeah. those, those days yeah. were so fun. But yeah, her entire experience has been like affected by that. It's short changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. I want to go into more about your agency and talk, dive into Mm -hmm. that a little bit. I want to just touch on the fact that you really take advertising to like this really great, deep level. And I feel like, yeah, and most people think about advertising and I think it has a bad reputation of being shallow or being surface Mm -hmm. level. Like Mm -hmm. even when I was, you know, in school learning about advertising, there was a lot of like, um, tactics like how sexuality is used in advertising and you know how mm-hmm. like women women's sexuality is used to sell right. and yeah. I just feel like it never really got and like how colors are used in advertising mm-hmm. but it never really mm-hmm. got deeper than that so hearing you talk about storytelling and connecting with people's emotions in that way I think is really really cool and I would just kind of love Thank to you. learn more about like what that process yeah. looks like for you Yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of what marketing and advertising was, was uh, it's been very, for many years, it was stuck. And I still think it's stuck in a lot of these like very big agencies Mm -hmm. at the helm with these older straight white men. Right. And that, yeah. Older straight white men, right. Who like have not faced the same level of diversity who, maybe perhaps like the shallowness of advertising was also a testament to like how tough life had been for a lot of them, like not very, but now the industry is moving to be more diverse in both representation of who's at the top, putting women in the field, putting people who are not straight in the field and their perspectives is what is fueling modern marketing. So Mm -hmm. these big agencies are not doing well for a reason. And the smaller firms like Utendahl are doing well because we are a, you know, a completely diverse agency with black, Hispanic, Asian, white, all women, not all straight identifying. And so when we come at looking at projects, we're not coming at it from this like super privileged 65 year old straight white male perspective. That's pretty shallow, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. not always, but sometimes a lot of the times. And so I think the difference is like, and what we're doing, I'm actually a big believer is that can, it can be replicated. 
people have to be willing to do the work of what it means to have inclusive work environments. And I don't think we're there yet, unfortunately, societally. I'm not mm -hmm. doing something, and I'm intentionally, I say that, I'm not doing something that's groundbreaking. I'm doing something a little bit better because I'm taking the time to be more mindful of giving opportunities for people who don't often get them. And so these big agencies in advertising, they can do what I'm doing. They just probably won't because they're afraid. Mm -hmm. but they can do it right like a right. lot of companies can do it or they, they don't to want to right or they don't care enough to inconvenience yeah. or to inconvenience themselves to go a right. little bit exactly. more out of the way to make it a point or they have 100%. ego you know yeah. they, they're set in their ways they're like well this is what worked in my fucking day and yeah. they don't realize yeah. that yeah. shit's changing yeah and good and fine you know what i mean i'm yeah. kind of like <laughs> yeah i'm this a believer that like yeah, I'm like, I'm a big believer is like some people get it early, some mm -hmm. people get it late, some people don't get it at all. Mm, and like period. people who don't get it at all, that's their own problem. The people who get it late, good for them. That yeah. doesn't bother me either. Just you just want to be in the category of someone who gets it. Gets it, yeah. So you jump on the train of figuring out what it means to have an inclusive work environment. It's not that fucking hard. But if you don't want to, doesn't bother me. You won't be around for much longer. Period. That's just the truth. Okay. The truth. I, I so love that. Tell, tell us a little bit about what your hiring process looks like, because being agency owners ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, I'll be completely transparent and vulnerable. I don't know the politically correct way to go about, yeah. hey, we're yeah. looking for African-American mm -hmm. team member. Mm -hmm. Like, I almost feel like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so I am oh, genuinely, genuinely it's a great curious. Question. Okay, cool. It's a great question. And it's something that, especially in the creative industry, which is predominantly white, it just is. Most of the time, it's because if you think about the cyclical effect of inclusion, if people of color don't see themselves represented in job environments or in job descriptions, they don't think that that's a career path they can pursue. And sure. so they don't go for the career path. Sure. So there's a real reason why a lot of industries remain uh, not, in, not diverse. And then right. a lot of it is visibility and representation. But when I started my agency, I really wanted to make sure that we were mindful of that. So there's a couple things that, uh, and I mean, it's incredible with some resources out there. There's an amazing platform on Slack called where, where are the black designers? And it's literally a free Slack channel. You can go on and there's thousands of non-white designers that are there and it's categorized so you can there's slack groups for people with disabilities who are designers there's slack like it's incredible so what that does is like it gives you the opportunity as an agency owner to just put in a job description right so again putting in in available environments or people who are non-white can see them right mm, so like that's a okay. great example of a group Love when that. we post we always say we prioritize um uh, BIPO, BIPOC applicants, we prioritize queer applicants. Oh, we like, wow. just, just saying like upfront, like know that like, if you are our identity, like we, we prioritize Asian Americans. Like we just say that, like, and, and yeah. not that you're going to get the job because that means that's like there's legal laws behind that. Right. But in that, like, we're saying like, we're going to prioritize your application and that we're just going to make space to make sure we see it. Mm -hmm. right like feel confident applying to us because you will hear from us whether you get the job or we're moving you forward or not mm -hmm. and that's really important of like just creating public space of like 
we see you, we have mm. space for you. Like you're going to be put in the same job application as anybody. Right. And it doesn't mean you get the job. And it also doesn't mean we don't have white people. My <laughs> right. business partner is an incredible white woman who I yeah. love to death. Like that's the other thing that blows my mind is people are like, do you not have any white people on your team? And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's nothing that says no white. It's like, you don't need you know, to worry I mean, about the white people. Put, the white people are doing just fine. Put right? them in the category of people who just don't get it. Because if they're even yeah, asking that question, so you just right. you just don't get it. And, that's, and, and honestly, oh, yeah. I encourage any applicant who is interested in the position, bring that up. It's like, yeah, you, you're right. telling me you have an issue with us prioritizing <laughs> yeah. queer and... Thank you. Thank you for taking yourself off the list. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, literally. So I think, and also there's, there's a couple, there's amazing resources out there in terms of like databases. Like I found one recently that I can share for for disabled designers. I found one recently for uh, Asian females in New York city, like just incredible groups that like, again, it's not like only reaching out to them. It's just making sure your job description, your job post is available to them, that they can see it, that you're not just posting it on, you know, platforms that are only traditionally viewed by you know people who have you know went to ivy league schools right and that's like what is the contingency of that demographic i i mean i went to brown Mm -hmm. so like i'm mindful of like what i'm saying but there's just there's just a hyper awareness and taking that extra step of finding those communities and putting your job postings there that these big companies a lot of them don't want to do and i don't know why i frankly don't know why Mm -hmm. i can't give you one reason why these big firms that have dedicated recruiters who are paid salaries don't post on these platforms. Couldn't tell you. Stuck in their ways. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The girls who get it, get it. Girls who don't, don't. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, thank you for sharing. I love that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely valuable. Yeah. 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 We can also also put that in the notes in our show notes. We will. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so cool. I, w- I would love to hear a little bit more about like, you know, your agency. And also we know that you were on Forbes 30 under 30 period. That's Thank incredible. You. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Thank so you. we'd love to talk about like just that experience and c- what kind of like that meant for you as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, bru- I'm prepared. I'm brutally honest about Let's that. Experience. Go. Um, Let's go. We're, is- we're a brutally honest podcast. Like, this is what yeah. we're here for. Spill Look, the I'm, I'm, I'm not going to deny the fact that it has brought a lot of awareness to my work and to the Utendahl Craves work, but I'm very honest that it has not changed my life. Hmm. And I think that's really important because there's this false belief system that 30 under 30, all of a sudden you're just going to like become a bajillionaire and get catapulted onto a billboard. And that's bullshit. Right. So I say to people who are interested in it, if, you don't have an emotional why you will not get it you will not get it because it is not it is not something that is for uh just where it's it's not going to give you what you're looking for if that's the reason why you're applying yeah it's just not um i and i'm honest about i applied for it twice the first year i applied for it i applied as a uh really angry aggressive intention of proving people wrong that was the Mm. first time i applied and i didn't get it because you don't get rewarded for things in life with that when that's your attitude i believe Mm. that like you do not that gave me goosebumps it's it's just i just believe the universe works in that way and for Mm -hmm. some people it's spiritual and it's religious but i'm a universe person and i believe that like when you put that type of intention into something like i deserve this like this Mm -hmm. is let me prove everybody wrong you don't get shit that's not how it works 
So I, I didn't get it the first time I applied. And I took the year to really evaluate, like, and I frankly forgot. I was like, okay, like this is COVID hit. I was like, this is not, a, not even on my priority list. And all 2020 for me was really about keeping the business alive, doing good work that inspired people in the state of pandemic, like just chaos that we were living in fear mm -hmm. and keeping as many women employed during a time where so many women were losing their jobs and having to make huge sacrifices for their families. That's all mm -hmm. I cared about was like keeping women employed and happy, making sure we're doing good work that the world could see and was inspired by and providing some sources of hope and inspiration in the things that we were doing. And I got a, uh, a friend of mine who had received it before nominated me to apply again. And so I did. And I remember so clearly saying to my boyfriend at the time that like, I didn't, it didn't really matter to me anymore that mm -hmm. like I had actually was like, it made, it was really at the bottom of like what mattered to me. I really was not there to like, have that in my, that didn't make an impact on my life. Like my focus and my why, my purpose was very clear and that was not it. So I did not think I was going to get it. I had a very brutally honest application that was like, these are my belief systems. This is how I feel even about 30 under 30. Mm -hmm. And, and I got it. And I think it's really important that people understand that when they think about what this accolade means. Was that if you don't have a why that's rooted in the emotional self and then you don't have a why that's rooted in your life it doesn't make a difference I love you that. will get it and it won't change your life or you won't get it and it won't change your life mm -hmm. that's the truth i love it i don't think forbes wants to hear that but <laughs> yeah they want you to think that you're shitting gold after you get that yeah, like, no, it doesn't, <laughs> change, doesn't change anything people i know who've never gotten it are still as incredible as they always were mm -hmm. no i love that and i just want to thank you for your honesty and like transparency on that because i think you know obviously in the entrepreneurial world that is such a sure. big goal for everyone you know the mm -hmm. way yeah. when you're a model you want to be a victoria's secret model yeah, walking course, the fashion course, right. rock, walking the runway so i love that and i think it's so true and something that we always try to remind our audience of is like there it's a balance right and you have to be mm -hmm. like you you can't you can't be searching for that validation and that happiness and that oh I'll, i know i'll have made it when i get this because it's like that will come and it will own the high will only last so long and then it will be empty yeah. and it'll be empty again so i it's, totally love that you that you were really honest about that 100 percent. because and look it is it it is it feels good when you get it it does feel beautiful of course it's of course bleeding right mm -hmm. like there's some um, a famous basketball coach, Dawn. I'm blanking on her last name, but she's coaches. She's the top lead coach of the WNBA, and she has this 48 hour rule, which is you get 48 hours to mourn a loss of a game, and you get 48 hours to have fun and celebrate a win. Ooh, and then you got to get back to practice. For mm -hmm. it's either 48 hours or 24 hours. It might be 24 hours. I think it's 24 hour rule. And I think that's such a metaphor to how we should think about a lot of things in life, right? Is that like Forbes 30 under 30 is 24 hours of joy, elation, feeling proud, celebratory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you got to get back to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I they mean? They don't give you a salary with that, with that title. No, hell no. I, look, I can look at my bank account and refresh a hundred times and nothing changed. Right. I'm telling you, <laughs> nothing changed. So that's like a really important awareness also for people is that like, 
these things have their temporary, there's temporal emotion value associated with it. Like I have other things in my life that give me more like on the regular basis, right? right like, right, wow. Right, right. But what are they? They're like looking at my team on like Zoom meetings, right? They're like going to our website. I'm like, shit, we did this. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that feels, but that's a we thing. That's not an I thing. Mm. Those are the things in life that like we really should be pursuing and focusing on. Forbes are doing the 30, I think should be teams. Shouldn't be individuals. I None agree. of us got to that list by ourselves. I totally no agree. No one. Yeah. No one made that like, list alone. None no of us could. We could not go on Forbes 30 on the I'm 30. Like, do y'all take like duos? Because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm serious. Like we're commu- all of us are everyone on that list is community made. All of us yeah. in life are community made. This whole mm-hmm. belief system, it's American philosophy of like self-made. It's I did bullshit. It. Yeah. You went to school, you had a teacher. Guess what? They're a part of your story. Mm-hmm. There's I, so many people in our lives that like are a part of how mm-hmm. we got to where we are. We don't want to self-made. Mm-hmm. No one. Even if you're an immigrant to this country and came with zero dollars in their bank account, there is somebody here who supported your journey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some, even it was just the person who gave you your first Metro card when you paid for it at the kiosk. Right. There's, we are like, we are all community made. All mm-hmm. of us. Every single so one of good. us. I believe said, that. Said like a true nice New Yorker. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's truly your brand. Yeah, it really I love is. That. To your core. It's so good. And, and that's not to take away from, you know, setting these really big goals because that's fine. Yeah, and it's 100%. great to pat yourself on the back and feel good and like, you know, really feel that accomplishment. But I think where you have to draw the line is really getting wrapped up in your self-worth and self-value within mm-hmm. that goal mm-hmm. or, seeing it, said. Yeah. or yeah. seeing it as a fun game that let's play. I want to hit 30 under 30, you know, like, yeah, then it's totally. like, Oh my God. Perfectly said. Yeah. That's exactly how it should be looked at. Like, one step on your list of things in life that you seek to achieve right. not like the end goal it's like people who are like and i have be to all. get into harvard you're like yeah, what? what what do you mean yeah, yeah. like the, the end all be all nothing else is yeah. acceptable yeah no it's it's good to work towards things of course like personally i have to set those crazy goals to even move forward just because you know yeah. that's how a lot of us stay motivated and yeah, on track same, totally but you just you can't get your whole self-worth and self-value mm-hmm. all wrapped up in one goal because like you yeah. said it's it's fleeting yeah i'm trying i'm trying to i'm doing a lot of work right now on like the baby goals that you need to take to get to the big ones. Like I saw this mm-hmm. um, meme on Instagram actually, and it was like two stick figures with two ladders and one ladder has like big, big gaping spaces between each level. Mm-hmm. And the person's reaching up and they like cannot get to the second ladder. And the second one has like a million little, little steps. Right. And the person's like halfway up. Right. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's and so I good. was like, oh, wow. Like, <laughs> uh, like that's really true. Right. It's yeah. like, it's actually like all the little things that allow you to get to the top versus like these big yeah. Yeah. gaps that you yeah. create for yourself, you know? So I'm trying to like stay in this space of like, how can I create baby goals every day? Like mm-hmm. and yeah. a goal for me every day is like, I took like four walks today. You know, like, and that means, I mean, what does that mean for my end goal? Like you can still have a big one, but what are the little steps that we actually have to build into our life to get to that end goal? Right. That end up accumulating into those big goals. And something that- Yeah, they do anyways. Yeah. Something that one of our friends always tells us, and you know this friend very well, uh, his name is T. Drew. 
and we've actually had him on the pod. <laughs> he's always, always, always tells me 1% better every single day. Yeah. Just, just 1%. So true. Like, you know, you don't have to focus on, you know, a 30% jump today. All you need to focus on is, you know, so a, a, a baby that. step, so true. you know, yeah. one, one workout, one good meal, one walk, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So that's always it's really so helped true. Me. That's a good one. He's so yeah. wise. He's so wise. We love He's so wise. Always so wise. <laughs> no, it's true. It's, it's, it's exactly it. It's 1%, something incrementally better mm-hmm. or more fulfilling or joyful. And that's yeah. really gratitude journals, I think, come really like have a lot of value. Mm-hmm. It's like just taking a day and like, what are three things I'm grateful for today? Like recording this podcast thing. with you guys. You know what I mean? Like getting my morning oat milk latte that just like is yeah. just so even when it's fucking 15 degrees outside, like <laughs> yep. grateful that I can do that, that I can yeah. go buy this latte and yep. I can actually enjoy this. It you keeps know, there's you so grounded. Many yeah, and the little things that were like, oh, we don't think it's a big deal to like get a latte. Right. But it but is. It it's is. a privilege. Totally. Sam Harris um, has a three minute meditation on his podcast about gratitude. And he invites you to close your eyes and think about how, if there are billions of people in this world, to wrap your head around the fact that there are at least 1 billion people that would trade places with you in this exact oh. moment, no questions asked. Wow. 1 billion people. And it's true. Yeah. Wow. Who, in this exact trivial moment of your life, if you gave them an opportunity to switch with you, they wouldn't even think about it. They would say yes. Yeah. That gave and me that to me is like, I, I listen to that three minute meditation anytime I'm like overwhelmed and stressed and anxious because it's so grounding. Yeah. So grounding. Just Something, like in this moment, they would switch places with you. A mantra we have on repeat for us and our audience is we don't have to, we get to. Yeah. Laundry. You don't have to put your laundry away. You get to put your laundry away. You, <laughs> you have to laundry put it, yeah. to put you away. Have clothes. So you have clothes. You don't have them. to have this team meeting. You get to have this team meeting. You get to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And the language reframe, I mean, go, to going to your point of reframing, like that's an amazing, easy way, first step for people to think about how to reframe their life. Simple language shift get yeah. versus have mm-hmm. that's step one huge i get to do this podcast i get to have this glass of water like i get to walk my dog even though it's 15 degrees outside like i get to do these things yeah versus and it, have yeah yeah and huge it, it's amazing almost like mm-hmm. it's almost like the smaller the better you know yeah the yeah. smaller the better that's where the work a is. breath yeah it's in the day-to-day yeah. it's in the it's in the mm-hmm. mundane yeah Mm-hmm. so true I feel like I just want to talk to you forever <laughs> we could, we I really <laughs> want to I really Great. want to I'm really glad really we connected Great. we're definitely going to stay you in touch thank you having me Great um, we do questions. have thank you we have two last questions that we ask every yeah, guest please, please. it doesn't have to be super in-depth but we'll wrap it up with these the first being what is the best piece of advice you've ever received in your life I know that's a big question but you can keep it simple a good one mm-hmm you know what? I'll answer it. So I, I feel like you could ask me that question every three to six months and I have a different answer because I'm like, I feel things really deeply and I read a lot and, and like to engage in these types of deep conversations. My sister always says to me, she makes this joke. She's like, I don't feel like going that deep right now. Okay. She's like, I know that's hard for you to understand. I'm I'm like, I'll go deep with anyone, anytime, total strangers. I'm like, tell me. Same. But so right now, the thing that's impacting me the most, that's like changing my perspective is the quote that, that Nietzsche has. That's if you know your why, anyhow is bearable. 
And to me, that's really been mind-blowingly powerful and opening up my perspective. There's nothing that's too hard. There's no suffering if you have a why behind what you're doing, if you have a why behind your existence, if you have a why behind your relationship. There's no fight that's going to end your relationship if you know deep down like the why you're in this. And, and right? I, love, I love how you said <sighs> so for bad. a relationship because it can really be applied to so many different anything. scenarios. Anything. So if you know your why, anyhow is bearable. Anyhow mm. is bearable. But okay. most people don't know their why. Yeah. And if you don't know your why, that means it's probably not the right thing for you. Mm-hmm. So right? good. That's the other flip of the coin. If you cannot figure out your why, if you really think and ask yourself that or think through that statement, you're probably not in the right situation. Mm-hmm. I love that. Work, family dynamics, partnership, friendship. If you don't know why you're friends with this person, you cannot honestly answer that question. You should not be friends with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Facts. Easy. Facts. That's a really easy, easy rule of thumb right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. It's why you can't bear the fights or the conversations, why you can't bear their existence. It's because you don't have a why. So the how feels impossible. How you spend time with them feels so overwhelming. So good. Yeah. It's so good, from, it's good from both anything. angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. I love that. Cool. Um, so our next question and last question is, what is your best business pro tip? This could be anything from, you know, like a mindset hack to like an app that you use or really anything of that nature. Time management, anything. Yeah. Um, know the power of no. Say that Love. all the time. I'm the queen of no. Are you free right now? Nope. No. Can you take this meeting right now? Nope, nope. I cannot. If you create that. boundaries for yourself, you, it's important to be yes oriented in life. That does not mean that you have to live your life according to other people's schedules and plans. If you cannot make that meeting because you have, that's when you told yourself you were going to meditate and that person did not ask you if that time works for you, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. Learn how to say no. That's it. People don't know how to say no in American culture when it comes to work and so we burn ourselves out. But I believe burnout in many ways is a choice. Mm -hmm. It's because we don't know how to make boundaries. Yeah. We don't know how to say no. So uh... that's my like, professional advice so good can you, can you be our big sister <laughs> so true <laughs> are, you ta- are you taking applications <laughs> anytime literally i people the people i work with who are probably like this fucking bitch i'm i'm like they're like can you always do- preaching something I, or yeah or i'm just they're like can you meet tomorrow at know. this time and i'm like nope they're like oh, you have plans yeah. and i was like then i'm like not really, but I didn't plan on meeting. That was enough yeah, of a plan for me. Yeah, it's the mental. Period. It's the mental I didn't thing. plan on meeting. Period. I didn't plan on meeting. I did not plan on meeting. So no, you cannot take that meeting slot. Oh, wow, that so makes good. me feel so much better because I do do that. Like someone will be like, "We all do it. We all do it." You no, know, but people will be like, like clients will be like, "Hey, can you guys meet like tomorrow or today?" And I'm like, "We can, but I don't want to. I don't want to, but like, we should. And you don't have to. Yeah, nothing I'm is like, that urgent. If you are not working in an emergency." room it can wait or if you're not up against a like a production deadline which is very Mm -hmm. real like there are certain dates with manufacturing that like you have to have that shit in right those are the two rules i have you're an emergency room you're a doctor i'll do whatever you want you can tell me to run to the middle street right now i'll do it if you have a manufacturing deadline Mm -hmm. other than that yeah, yeah. No, and, and if they didn't bring it up or before this Barack point, Obama, Obama could ask okay. him to yes. meet with him at any time, yes. any day, yes. <laughs> period, any anytime, twenty four seven. I'm on call for you, twenty four seven. Um, but yeah, and also if they didn't bring it up before this point, then it's obviously not that that important. I also have a saying. Well, I think my mom has said this: "Your lack of planning is not my inconvenience." Period. Whoa. Period. This is our Why favorite wise words from Mama. 
I have fucking goosebumps. I'm going to use that. That You're going to see that question of like, what's inspiring right now? That's my next three months. Yes. Dude, it's our, it's our favorite. Your and we say it all the time. My inconvenience. Oh my God. That's Period. amazing. This was my exact reaction when I first started. Yeah. It's, it's really it's good. So it's the Gold. truest thing. Stop inconvenience. I'm not, why am I inconveniencing myself? Because you don't have your shit together. Oh, mm-hmm. Wow. Mom's a genius. Yes. I love that. Love her. This has been so, so good. Like I said, I feel like we could talk to you for hours. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. When are you guys, if you're in New York, whenever you come to New York, we have to meet in person. A hundred percent. We're meeting up with the squad. We're making a squad. Teacher, Corey, you. Oh my God. I love it. Yes. No, it's happening. Mark my words. Um, If our audience wants to follow you and your journey and your agency, where can they follow you at? And we'll make sure to include all of this in the description. Yeah. Um, Instagram, madison.utendall, my last name. And then, uh, my agency is Utendall Creative. That's what the handle is as well. Amazing. Guys, Perfect. if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to take a screenshot, tag us, let us know you're listening. Thank you both. Show Madison some love. Great it's questions. Been amazing. So Such good. a joy. I really Thank you for this. honoring our podcast with your presence. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you guys also have had an amazing, amazing roster of talent that have been on this podcast. So it's a great honor. For you too. Oh, thank yeah. you. It means a lot. We'll Absolutely. see you guys next week for another episode and have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye.